Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Reb T, the Pirkei Avos Learning, the show where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in season four. With the help of Ravinu Yona, we're looking at chapter three, Mishnah 11, Gimel Yud Aleph, a PSA FYI. Remember, we're going to take our winter hiatus coming up very soon in a week or two or so, and then we'll be back and God willing, then we'll take our other hiatus around spring break time to take us through, God willing, to the end of the year. So stay with us, stick with us. Let's look at 311, Gimel Yud Aleph. Rabbi Eleazar Hamodai Omer. Rabbi Eleazar Hamodai says, Hamachalal es hakedashim, one who desecrates sacred things. Vahamivaz es hamoados, one who disgraces the festivals, two very not good things. Vahamabim penei chaver barabim, someone who humiliates his fellow man in public or woman. Doesn't have to be just a man. Vahamefir briso shall Avraham avinu, someone who knows the covenant of Avraham avinu. That could be literal. I would also say it could be metaphorical, shirking off Torah. Running away from a Torah lifestyle, not just literally trying to get rid of the bris milah. And one who presents interpretations of the Torah that are not in keeping with halacha. Even if he has Torah and good deeds in his hands, he does not have a share in the world to come. These are very bad things to do. Desecrating sacred things like taking your tefillin, God forbid, and throwing them over the sea or throwing them uh, around, uh, onto the floor on purpose or like destroying them. Really terrible things to do to the mitzvah objects or mitzvahs in general, things that are sacred. You know, God forbid, people desecrating shuls, people desecrating Torahs. You think about World War II, the Lahavdal, the monsters, what they did to all these beautiful, wonderful, holy things in Judaism, not good things. People that desecrate, disgrace the festivals, going out and about, not doing the right things on Shabbos, you know, calling, driving, not things that we should be doing on Shabbos. And someone who embarrasses his fellow fellow man in public, also a really not good thing. The Gemara talks about, and the sages learn out, the commentators learn out, it's better to throw oneself in a fiery furnace... Then to embarrass someone in public, we learned that from Yehuda and Tamar. We have a whole lecture series about that, talking about embarrassment, how important it is not to do so. You know, Yehuda and Tamar, the whole situation, she was about to run to be burnt rather than embarrass Yehuda until the situation worked out because she had the signifiers, she had the staff and whatever. And Mar Okva, you know, him and his wife, they ran into a furnace rather than embarrass the person that got Sadaka, that got charity because it's important to understand not to embarrass people and public doesn't just mean 6,000 people it could be even your friend on the street it could be even talking with someone it could be nowadays even cyber online social media cyber bullying terrible things that are going on with the advance of technology recording and blasting it out or whatsapping or or text messaging or group messaging all ways that can embarrass someone so many unfortunately ingenious ways and the wrong ways to do bad things don't do any of these things not good things to do and don't shirk off the torah whether it be physically trying to alter your biology from the bris or whatnot god forbid or shirking off metaphorically spiritually the yoke of torah trying to run away from a torah lifestyle throwing off the tzitzes and the tefillin and the talus and the kippah running away to the india or whatnot don't do those things keep with the torah lifestyle don't 
learn in the wrong ways also. Don't shirk off the Torah. Don't try to interpret Torah in the wrong ways just to suit your needs. These are all wrong things to do. Live a Torah lifestyle, a full Torah lifestyle where we give proper respect to one another, where we treat sacred things properly and with the, the proper respect, not embarrassing or disgracing the festivals, living life of Shabbos and Moadim in the right way, excuse me, and taking the, the Torah lifestyle to the full way and learning Torah in the right way with a mentor and a, and a guide and a rabbi. All these things are good to do with the Torah Masim Tovim in the right way. Let's see what Rabbi Yonah tells to add for us also. Desecrating sacred things, one who invalidates and defiles sacred objects, whether sacrifices for the altar or sanctified objects belonging to the temple, has no share in the world to come. Not good things to do. One who disgraces the festivals. These two are mentioned together because they are both called holy. The Torah refers to sacrifices as holy of holies. And to the festivals, these are the appointed times of God that you shall call holy convocations. These are my festivals. That comes from Vayikra. One who desecrates these two sacred entities loses his share in the world to come because he has profaned what is holy to God. As our sages said, one who desecrates the festivals is as if he worshipped idols. As it says, you shall not make for yourself graven gods. That comes from Shemos. Immediately followed by observe the festival of Matzos from, from Sachem. Here the Mishnah says one who disgraces rather than one who desecrates because it is not speaking of desecrating, desecrating the days of the festival itself. There's no need to even mention that because observing the festival days is like observing the Shabbos. It refers instead to one who does work that is forbidden on the intermediate days of the festivals, Cholamoid. He disgraces them by saying the intermediate days do not have the sanctity of the festival itself so I can do whatever work I please. His behavior is despicable. He is not even ashamed of it who humiliates his fellow man in public, this is a subcategory of a prohibition that one should die rather than transgress. The three primary prohibitions for which we are commanded to give up our lives are idolatry, immorality, and murder. But really, in terms of embarrassment, it's better to die than to embarrass someone. God forbid. A subcategory of idolatry is planting a tree used in idolatrous services. And Asher, as our sages said, anything may be used for healing except for Asherah trees. Even though the tree itself is not an idol, but only something used as an adjunct to its worship, must, one must still be prepared to forfeit his life rather than derive benefit from it. Subcategory of immorality is gazing at or conversing with a married woman. Here too, one should be willing to give up his life rather than transgress, as we find in the case in Sanhedrin. Man became obsessed with a certain woman to the point that his passion was life-threatening. The sages ruled that even if he would have been cured in such a manner, he should die rather than do so. He has to be realizing to avoid the situation, even if it's a dire situation. A subcategory of murder is humiliating someone in public because the shame causes the blood to rush from the victim's face. The words hamabim pinei chavera barabim literally mean one who makes his fellow's man go, face go white in public. As the sages say, we see that the red blood is left him and his face turned white. One humiliates another in this fashion is no share in the world to come, the Gemara points out in Baba Metziah. One who knows the covenant of Avraham, this refers to one who tries to physically, biologically 
destroy the bris mila so that it will not be obvious that he is circumcised. This defiant behavior mocks the mitzvahs. I would also extend on a, on a very small, humble level, I'm not a rabbi or anything, that if you're shirking off the responsibility of Avram Bivinu spiritually, not being an embarrassed person or a humiliated person or having shame or having the conscience of a good eye, generous spirit that is the hallmarks of the Jewish people also as annulling the spiritual covenant of Avram as well. One who presents interpretations of Torah that are not like halacha, this refers to one who behaves brazenly towards the Torah, sit, sitting openly in public, excuse me, coming from Yushal, Yushalmi Peah. It also applies to one who is brazen to Torah students, Yushalmi Peah points out, and Sanhedrin also points out. Even if he has Torah and good deeds, he does not have share in the world to come. This refers to one who has not repented and dies a painful death. Death and suffering alone do not cleanse man of his sins if he has not also repented. But if he does not repent, there is nothing that stands in the way of rep- if he does repent, there's nothing that stands in the way of repentance. That is how the Talmud explains it. So remember to be involved in the Torah lifestyle. Remember to make sure to properly honor things that are holy, even mitzvah objects, especially mitzvah objects. Remember to properly give proper respect and honor to the holidays and Shabbos and not to embarrass your friend in public, even if it's a semi-public, even if it's a cyber-public, even if it's a WhatsApp-public. Remember not to shirk off the responsibility of the spiritual, metaphorical, and literal and figurative version of the bris of Avraham, being a right Jew, a righteous Jew, following the path that our forefathers did. Don't... Don't try to go about the Torah suiting it to your own purposes. Make sure to go about the Torah the right way, the right halachic way, every single day. Join us next time as we talk on the PAL, the idea of being kalarosh v'nochle tishchores, yielding to a superior and complying to officials here on the PAL with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.